to the West Podcast. I'm Charles, and with me today are Richard and Ian. And today we're going to be reviewing more patron lists. We've done one before a few months ago. Today we're going to be reviewing another six list. So if you're interested in having your list review, head over to our Patreon page. And uh, thank you to our current patrons for supporting us. Before we continue with the video, I'm excited to announce our partnership with Baron of Dice. Baron of Dice is a company that sells a huge variety of dice for various game systems, including Middle-Earth SVG. They're chunky and heavy as they are made of resin. They're also balanced, so you know that you're not cheating anyone. You can find the link to their website in the description below, and you can use the promo code WEST for 5% off. Also, keep an eye out on their website for custom Into the West dice coming soon. Go check them out. This episode is a follow-up to our top 10 most fun-to-play armies. And so the theme around these lists that we had our patrons come up with were lists that they found to be fun. So I was thinking maybe for our ratings today in this episode, we would rate how fun we think it would be to play. All right, so let's get into uh, the first list. So the first list comes from Maximilian, uh, Lothlorien, and Rivendell Alliance that he brought to a tournament. Now, the interesting thing is that he said it's 1,024 points. So, Wait, is that a real thing? I'm pretty sure not, none of us have played at that points level, but we'll give it our best shot. So in the Lothlorien uh, Warband, he has Gladriel with four Guards of the Gladrim Court, one Wood Elf Sentinel, one Gladrim with Banner, Shield, and Spear, five Warriors with Elf Bow, three Warriors with Spear and Shield, three Warriors and one knight. And then he has Glorfindel with Asphaloth in armor, with a high elf warrior with banner and spear, seven warriors with shield, six warriors with spear and shield, and one knight. And then he has Eladan Elro here on horses with heavy armor, four warriors with shield, three warriors with elf bow and spear, and one Rivendell knight for a total of 45 models. Before we start reviewing, just another caveat to the tournament that he gave us. It's actually three pools pre-selected and it's veto. So don't know if that changes anything, but you can go. I, well, uh, I think it's pretty good. I mean, he doesn't have uh, a march in there, which kind of sucks, but he's got max bows. We like that, especially with the high elf army bonus is still in effect. So the shooting is good with the blinding light as well. And he's got three knights, I think, one gladroom, two high elves, and then three mounted heroes. So he's got enough mobility to compensate. Numbers are at 45, which is, I think it's fine for elves at this points level. It's pretty solid considering there is veto, so he can get rid of like the worst matchups. I, I, I like it. But I, I mean, he doesn't need March because of veto. I, I agree. Like, I don't think he needs that because he's the veto is there, and then he's got the other things to to counter that, like enough cav and the blinding light and stuff. It's it's solid, but I don't know. It's kind of, I always find it hard to pick pick apart a thousand point list because you always get everything you want. I like even the point that um, he's taking two banners, which I definitely like in a pure elf list. There's a lot of uh, fight fives that will be winning. I think it helps a little bit for us that it's a fairly competitive and it looks like it plays well with galadriel and then you have three basically mounted elf heroes which is which is pretty scary to be honest so 
it can be a very fun list. I mean, it's it's very well-rounded and both Ian and I play enough elves that winning fights is always fun. <laughs> winning fights and shooting things is always a good time. I think it would be yeah, a lot of fun. I mean, I don't know how you'd feel if you came up against like a thousand point dragon emperor legion that might not feel as good but <laughs> other than that i think you do you do all right i think it does well against or it does okay at least against dragon emperor because yeah. you do have the fight six and and your heroes yeah. definitely can take out the pike block quite easily 12 might is probably good enough even at a thousand right like more would be nice but i think 12 is still really good yeah yeah i think this list would be a valor for me i think that it's the most fun it can be to like elven alliances. I think for it to be break into legend, you would need to have some crazy alliance from another good army like Eagles. Boromir of Gondor just for an extra six might. I think Valor is a good rating. Yeah. I think you, you get a little bored because you're going to struggle to kill things. Okay, so our second list will be an evil list and it comes from Cory. Uh, Corsairs of Umbar. Farharad and Mordor Triple Alliance. Corey is one of the local players here, and he's been really enjoying this alliance over the last year. He's been running a lot of this Triple Alliance. So it's got Dalamir leading 10 Black Numenorians, six Arbalesters, and then it's got a Mahud King with Shield, Camel, and War Spear leading four Half Trolls and four Mahud on foot with Blowpipe. It's got Mouth of Sauron with Armored Horse leading two Morgul Knights, and then a generic Ringwraith. 2-10-2, leading two Moranin Orcs with Shield, 10 Moranin Orcs with Spear, Shield, and there's a banner in there. That's a total of 800 points, 42 models. So reading his uh, thoughts with his army is, it's got a solid defense, there's a lot of defense 6, and also uh, the synergy of having the budget Ringwraith with Terror, and also just a double caster with pretty solid heroes overall. I mean, we love our crazy lists, and this is this is kind of uh, built a lot differently than a lot of lists that I've seen. So, wow! And I don't know; I'm quite surprised. And it it looks like there's some uh, good pieces in here. It definitely looks fun at first glance. Uh, is this a green alliance right now between the yellow. three of them? Oh, it's yellow because Mahud isn't. Yeah, my hood isn't green with the but, the, but still okay. 10 black Numenorians at Courage 4 is not bad. Actually, so wait, no, then you don't get the half troll, the Mahood half troll thing. No, you don't. Yeah. No, so it's, it's, uh, but still, Courage 4 on the front there is, is pretty solid. I think it's a pretty and scary then, list. It's pretty elite, and you're still just above average model count. I think uh, to score a few more fun points for me is I would swap the Morgul Knights with Camels because I think Camels are always a lot of fun. <laughs> they add utility, right? It's like but, they threaten heroes. Black Numenorians. Morgul Knights are, are really good, though. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. It's It, it plays in more with the, with the Terra spam. That's, that's for sure. Hmm. I think that maybe the Mahud infantry aren't as valuable because you already get the strength four from the Moranins. So... I would try to mount those uh, Mahood infantry if possible. It would help the competitive side and also the fun side for me. Do you think they're maybe just to sit on objectives? I don't, I don't know. Or maybe it's just because he's got the models and they're, they're kind of cool models. Possibly, or he just wants like over 40 models. So 
Yeah. They're they are quite cheap. I think I think to up the fun level just a little bit, maybe take a few Corsair so you get throwing weapons in there. Maybe a Reaver, but then of course you would have to take the Bosun. But that would be kind of crazy. It would help a little bit with the courage and your hitting power goes up way more. In terms of just making this list maybe a bit more competitive, if you want to go that route, you probably swap out maybe like the Ring Wraith for Suladan. You can drop that banner, and obviously Suladan's amazing. And then because the Melthus Aron can still take whatever you're take wanting to take in Mordor. And it just adds another big mounted hero. And personally, like you already have two marches here, and a budget wraith is nice, but like and double caster is nice, but I don't know. I, I probably I'd, say Suladan's a little better here. I'd go the other, I'd drop the mouth instead, because he doesn't have Harbringer. It's uh, yellow though, right? So he has to keep the mouth. So you still are, at least aren't bring race? Bring race are four oh she really? Yeah, generic. Wow. I definitely tried. I, I would love to so generic, <laughs> generic with yellow. Line. I mean, you could probably build a generic witch king uh, at the same around hmm. the same stats, right? Yeah, like around ninety points, like a budget budget witch king, and then you just end up with another witch king sully list. <laughs> <laughs> Unintentionally, uh, I think this one gets a legend for me. I, for those of you who've checked out our Clash on the Coast review, um, Andrew, the winner of our premier tournament, played against Corey's list, which is similar to this, and he he had said that the list felt really strong when he played it. So, uh, and and like I always have a bias towards Farhad and Scott Farhad and. Corsairs in it, so legend for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Definitely a legend here. Just all the different pieces. It's always a fun time for me. Like yeah. I'm trying to figure out like the combo pieces and stuff. And yeah, all solid hero choices. It's a weird build, but I like it. I mean, it, uh, it's only eight might. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's enough might points. Because you're going to have the mouth and the ring wraith are going to be sitting back. And you got three capable combat heroes. And like dabbling in the half trolls. So they're kind of like your hitting squad. Yeah, I like it. I think you have fun with that. There's, there's enough damage in there, enough terror to like really annoy your opponents and cause gaps and stuff. So I think, yeah, I think it'd be a good time. All right. Our next list is from Michael and... He actually named his army. It's called the Redemption of Boromir. It's a what-if scenario where what if Boromir had survived Amon Hin, joining up with Gandalf the White and Faramir, tried to retake Osgiliath. So it is an all-mounted Minas Tirith list at 1,000 points. So he has Boromir, who's the leader, with banner, shield, and horse, leading six Citadel Guard on horse and eight knights with shield. And then he has Faramir with horse, heavy armor, and shield, leading one knight with banner and 12 knights with shield. And the final warband is Gandalf the White on Shadowfax with Peregrine Took with an elven cloak. So that's 31 models at 1,000 points. Yeah, I think uh, this list gets top marks for alternate theme. No, I love the story. I think Michael probably didn't have the most competitive list in mind. That's obvious. That wasn't the goal. You know, he... He took uh, Peregrine Took, which is not the most competitive of heroes, and even like Gandalf the White, and of course all mounted knights. But you know, but like 
Pippin's just gonna sit at the back of the board on an objective, like and just like throw stones at anything that comes near. Just like, come at me. We've talked I'll about this. One. We've talked about this in the worst hero bracket. He also has resistance to magic. You can sit on an objective and he can throw stones and resist some magic. <laughs> I, I think you're over exaggerating his abilities here. <laughs> no, that was good. I like that. That's not a good enough defense. He's finally he's finally doing what you want him to, Charles. <laughs> Dude, okay, well, I think this is going to be like a lot of fun to play. Yeah, the all mounted portion is is not a great list. Like it's is not the knights being fight three is not great. But he's got Boromir in there with the banner, so he's got a nice big hitter guy who's fight seven, and he's going to make all the best of the rest of the troops great. He's got a second banner in there, so he can fight on another front. I I don't think it's great, but I think it's going to hit really hard. It, it might, it'll probably win a couple games. I think you can have fun no matter what you do. I actually like the addition of the second banner because the issue with like all Cav is you don't want to lump them all together. You're not going to be able to you know, get get full coverage of the front line. But, you know, the way he plays it, yeah, it, it can definitely take some armies off guard. You know, you have two massive, like, just clumps of Lance cavalry. You know, if you win the fights, then then you're going to you're going to get some kills. It's actually not a bad idea. It's unfortunate that Peregrine took can't like take a pony or whatever, because he's gonna, just going to be lagging behind every scenarios i think that maybe if you did want to take pippin just for theme instead of the cloak just give fermier a lance because it would help him be like a a better hitter and then just walk pippin behind a building or a tree or just lie down or take an objective or something and just hope that he doesn't get shot i didn't realize fermier didn't have the lance yeah you definitely he's he needs a lance for sure and then uh, it'd be nice to find the points to give those citadel guard uh bows just because like again, you're gonna have guys sitting on objectives, and you know some meme shots at uh, heroes' horses or whatever. Or he could just drop one of the knights, honestly, and then buy the Citadel guards, like upgrade them to bows, give Farmir some extra kit, and then doesn't change the breakpoint at all. And Pippin can still have his cloak and chill. So this might not rank high in terms of competitive level, but if I I had those models and it was a fun event, I would want to play this. I, I would be curious how how well I would do. So it's got to be legend. I think fun, yeah, it goes all the way up to the top. For competitive, is probably fortitude. Like I still think it's going to win a couple games, but you know, might be a bit of a slog. Yeah, the thing is with that many knights, it, like even if only half of them win their fights, they're going to be killing you know at least an equal number of models. Like a knight is going to kill when they win a the fight. I don't know. I think fortitude is is a bit of a a bit generous i might that go minor just i feel like gandalf is so many points it almost becomes like a gondor version of riders of Aemer. you could take elisar for the exact same points and i think that might be better i mean he he has some fight five calves there so better than riders of Aemer. yeah he's got fight four <laughs> and fight five cav in there fight seven hero and then gandalf can still put up the blinding light well i mean he's not going to cover everything but you know Lord help you if you come up against an assault on Elm's Deep list, but I think it's still going to have a lot of fun. This episode's focus on fun, so we won't talk about potentially the problems it can have at a competitive event. <laughs> All right, so the next list is a list from the Dragon Horde, who was 
earlier last year on our podcast talking about the FAQ in August. And he brought a Minas Tirith and White Council Alliance. So this is a 600 point list. And on the Minas Tirith side, he has Denethor as the leader, leading nine warriors in Minas Tirith with shield, five rangers of Gondor with spear, and one guard of the fountain court with shield. Second warband, Hurin the Tall on horse, leading eight warriors in Minas Tirith with shield, five rangers of Gondor with spear, and one warrior in Minas Tirith with banner and shield. And a third warband of Radagast the Brown with Great Eagle and Sebastian. So that's a total of 32 models. I mean, Radagast on Eagle is very fun. Whenever you have a wizard, like the last list, that's fun. And whenever you have a flying monster, it's fun. So, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was just Ratty when I first read it. I didn't realize he was on the Eagle. I don't know how I feel about this now. So, I kind of. The, the biggest downside of the Eagle is you lose the staff, but. At 600 points, how many big casters are you likely to see? And, you know, if he, and, he'd be playing a different role, right? He would be playing like a more of like a Guajir kind of role. He's Yeah, he's like a hitter. and He's maybe going to go in and do one Nature's Wrath where like nobody can resist it. He he gives resistance to magic to himself, right? It, when he's on the Eagle or in from allied in from that list. So he, he's going to be like a pretty hard to take out hero and then he's still got he doesn't have heroic strike but i mean at fight seven it's less of an issue and he's got heroic defense and honestly having sebastian in there too just throwing an extra dice when he does get charged is pretty that's pretty useful so it's this is a funky list but like i still think i like it at 600 like it's it's a very interesting build i mean you don't have any mobility besides here and radagast but like you have so much defense six, defense seven stuff if they have the shield ball active. Like, you don't really care. And, and, and the then, numbers are decent, too. And, yeah. like, I, I kind of like it because at 600 points, a lot of people would have to just focus on Radagast and the Eagle, right? And then Hurin kind of has free reign. Yeah, with Hurin and Denethor in there, like, you, you're probably not going to cough up leader points. Or if you do, then Radagast is just going to be doing whatever he wants for, like, the whole game. And I mean, I think Denethor is always a good time for both parties involved. You know, if he goes crazy, you know, that's that's always a fun role to take. Yeah. Well, no, no army bonus here. So there's more likely he's going to go crazy. <laughs> no more. <laughs> no courage buffs. That's fun. The other thing Radagast brings is aura of dismay. Your whole line causes terror. Do you want to risk doing an aura of dismay when you don't have the staff, though? Because you're gonna have to, yeah. But you're committing a lot of resources to make that go off, right? Like if you want to make sure it goes off, you're probably throwing three dice. So that's half your will, and probably a might point too. You have to be ready for that. True. true. Which, when you only have six might, isn't the greatest. Mm, Like you don't really want to be spending that on spells to boost spells, right? Yeah. You definitely can do that, but then I think it's you. You throw a board of dismay. You're not really gonna throw uh, a. nature's wrath after that right maybe try a single dice one but i i think this would be like a high valor for me i think at the end of the day it's a minus Terith list and you're playing it for radagast on eagle but i think i think when it comes to competitively it it can do pretty well like i i like the look of this list so yeah it's, it has some potential for me for sure but we yeah. put it in valor for both, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like you you're gonna have fun with Ratty on, on the Eagle at six hundred. Like you just that's just gonna be a fun time. 
yeah um yeah. with with his spells and just you know fucking around with the monster so yeah, yeah. probably so, going the same same with you as you guys all right that was a good list combination the next list is submitted by alex alex anglin and uh he has a crazy alliance as well and it is fiefdoms with grimbjorn so this is a 600 point list and in the first warband he has prince Emerhill of Dormroth on armored horse with lance leading two mountain knights with lances eight men at arms and one clansman and then he has grimbjorn with four bjornings and two bjornings with great bow that's 600 points 19 models Sounds familiar. <laughs> I, I've written a list almost exactly like this at 800 points, and I love it. I love the look of it. I mean, 600, it's it's less uh, less enticing, maybe, but I don't know, man. I think models seems really low, but when you think about it, if you're playing the Bjarning's Legendary Legion at 600 points, you're at like 12 models, so is it really yeah. that bad? So, so far in my experience running the like the Bay Ornings allied in, the magical number that I've found is kind of like between five and six. Like, because that way you get enough to fill out your front line and like the main battle line section, but you're not going to have a bunch hanging back and not doing anything. Um, so I don't know, man. Like, if you get that front line fighting. And you have you have banner effects everywhere. Even if the Bayornings are are you know away from Grimbayorn and he hasn't transformed yet, you're still getting the effect from Imrahil because the the Dolamroth pikes. It's yeah. I think I think the issue is that um, with eight men at arms and a couple more uh, low defense man models like one clansman, if you take those ones out, you're on the brink of breaking. <laughs> <laughs> You're, yeah. you're living life on the edge for sure here. But like, on the other hand, like I would say it is kind of vulnerable to shooting because the defense is low, but he also only has 19 models. And I feel like that's very, like it's small enough you could hide all them behind terrain. If you have like like the normal boards that we play on, for example, you could definitely hide that many models behind terrain, at least get in the ways or just completely obscure them. So it's, I don't think it's as vulnerable to shooting as you would think, but it, really depends on board i mean you have the bear block too right that you used against me that's true yeah the the giant d8 bear that nobody really wants to shoot at and he's not even your leader in this one either so like you don't you care way less i just don't see much of a synergy between like in terms of prince emmerhill and grambjorn like i almost think it's better if you just almost do like a pure Bjorning's battle line and then like one drop in the forlong or something or or a hero like that i mean you could do forlong and then just a bunch of axemen behind and then and then bulk out the Bjorning numbers like i guess because yeah. there'd be a lot of numbers there. are probably going to end up the same or is it like trying to form a battle line if you can get their pike up behind the bjornings and that's a lot of dice right four dice and then you get the banner reroll on yeah. either like from the fiefdom models or from the bear bear being in range a lot of the times you're gonna have five dice at fight five so maybe that's the idea mm -hmm. i think this alliance works better at higher points because my 
800 point version of this, I think has 38 models. It's, it's not great on my points. Fair enough. But the, the model count is significantly different compared to the points. Right? Like it, it's, it's quite manageable. I have run a 600 point list like this, but it was Grim Bayorn with Faramir. Um, and that one it was a little weird because it was we were using a double scenario, so you had to have 300 of the points had to be with Farmers Warband. So I had a bunch of knights and stuff just to fill out the points. But I think that worked a little bit better than this one because in that one you can get a normal banner. So then Grim Bayorn gets the banner effect, and then so did Farmir because Farmir is mounted. Like in this one, Imrahil doesn't have a banner effect. I think I think with all that said though, Imrahil is a more fun hero than Farmir. And at 600 points, you have two super smashy heroes, including one monster. So, I mean, you had a good time with your list. <laughs> I did. I did really enjoy it. I think you're going to have a ton of fun with this. I honestly, I would probably suggest swapping out the uh, the Bay Arnings with Bow in this one and just giving them two-handed weapons. I'm assuming it's it's the six because that's the way you built the, the box. But in, in this specific build... You probably just go for all two-handed weapons because you're not maxing the bows anywhere else. The only time you, you take bearings with bows because if you're gonna max bows everywhere, I think. I think I'm gonna go valor with fun for fun level and maybe a fortitude for the strength of the list. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's a, a legend for fun. <laughs> Fair enough. Because <laughs> like it, it it lives and dies by like Grimbayorn. And Imrahil being able to like hit really heavy, but they have good backup with like the six bay earnings too, and like the two mounted knights. So you're gonna smash into an enemy list. The game's gonna last like three turns because either all the enemy stuff is gonna be dead or you're gonna be quartered. <laughs> Thanks for submitting this list, Alex. And the final list that we're gonna look at today is from Andrew Palmieri. And it is a Grand Army of the South Legendary Legion at 650 points. So in the first warband, we have the Mumak War Leader with 10 Warriors of Harad in the Howda. And then Warband 2, we have a Mahud King on Camel with Shield and War Spear, leading one Haradrim Warrior with Banner and Spear, six Haradrim Warriors with Spear, and two Serpent Guards. So first off, typically we only see this Legion at like minimum 800 points or higher. He's taking it at 650, so that right there... Andrew is is crazy for for doing this, and uh, you typically see Suladan. You, you you have access to those two heroes of legend, and typically you would want both of them because one of the special rules a lot gives you free heroics, right? If you're fighting the enemy leader, and um, and Suladan, as we've said multiple times, is just so good. So he opted for a Mahud King instead. What do you guys think of this build? It's kind of weird because I uh, wait. How many Harad does he have on foot? He has nine Harad. And then 10 guys, 11, 12. So if he sends the Mahud King forward with the Mumak, it is possible to break him. Mm-hmm. If he hides all of those spears and the banner at the back of the board, which I suspect is probably what he's going to do, and just run the Mumak and the King forward, they're going to have fun. He's not going to have, like, his army yeah. is going to break. And I think the Mumak still provides a banner effect, right? It's a D6 reroll, so it stacks with Suladan's banner if he has Suladan. Stacks. Well, he has a he has a banner in there, but he I has think a banner. banner but like, but like the cost of the banner plus a Mahud King is Suladan. So, great effort for taking taking a Mahud King because Mahud King is always fun points for me. But like Suladan is, I think the better pick. It gives you so many more rerolls. 
I mean, the Mahood King gives gives you more hitting power, but do you really need it when you have a Mumak that is running things over? <laughs> is he better support for the Mumak though, because he's like the combat is more reliable than Suladan? And he in this in this build he keeps the leader up on the Mumak, right? So you're probably not gonna get points for wounding the leader unless you kill the Mumak, and not every list can do that. Or he's trying to do that strategy where if someone tries to tag the Mumak with one model, he impales that model so to free up oh, the Mumak. No. <laughs> that actually makes sense probably to plan ahead, but I think uh, but if you're gonna do that, you want more camels then. Yeah. Like you yeah. want the rest of your out like your foot force, or like a company force to be the camels. Yeah. So Andrew uh told me ahead of time that he actually did take this to a tournament. He didn't tell me how he did, but <laughs> If he only took it to a tournament once, maybe that explains things. Uh, I think I would always take Sludan uh, just because you would want to pick him to be the leader, right? Because the the war leader is more susceptible to shooting and vulnerable to magic. And Or would you... Is he, though? Because Sludan is pretty does... soft with no backup, too. That's true. Yeah. I... I... At least the Mah- I mean, well, the Mahood King's only two wounds though, but he he is D six as opposed to D five, so I mean, yeah. extra wounds probably better. But I think you want the Beast Master to be the leader because mm-hmm. does he does he get resistant to magic when he's up there because of the sigils? Um, is that how that works? It, come, it comes with sigils, so yeah, every every model in the Howda has resistance to magic and the Mumak too. That's pretty good. Yeah. Any list that has a Mumak should have some fun points because it's a very fun model. And this is like the Mumak. Like it's a great Mumak. Yeah. Oh, fight five instead of a fight four. And also, if you're fighting the enemy leader, you can have, you can call a free hero combat with the. Yeah. Mm. Uh, But. Okay, but it has the sigils, so he gets the resistance to magic, and I'm reading it that he gets a six up save too. So he's probably makes sense to make him the leader. Yeah, I don't know about how competitive this would be. I think it depends on your meadow's terrain and also obviously the scenario pool. If you know you're playing Reconnoit, just run. Yeah. just yeah. like walk this towards their army and then just walk through it and off the board. You you would have a ton of fun in like contest of champions. Oh or, no! For, you wouldn't for five get any minutes. kills. Yeah, you wouldn't get any kills because I don't think trampling counts as your kills. But you can knock Thousand. off the enemy leader <laughs> right away. But if you, yeah, you kill the enemy leader, and then you've got to, then you need to make sure that your beast master because he doesn't have the repelling lines, right? So you have to hurl him off the beast after you kill the enemy leader and hope you get some kills. So you you would have a lot of fun with that. That'd be some bullshit. Yeah, and the first York move, the most important one. He cancels it on a three plus. He cancels your enemies. It's only one though, right? Is it? Yeah, the first turn? York move. So they would have to okay. call two to counter yours. Does uh, does the? Oh, he's got five might. Yeah, five. he just saves them all for heroic moves though, which is what you do. You just hide <laughs> the king behind him. <laughs> it's got the tusk weapons. That's four strength, nine hits. Whenever you win. Oh, that's really good. That's like, that's so hard to stop. Oof. Yeah, I think it's a legend rating for fun level. For competitive, maybe fortitude. It's, it's pro fortitude, yeah, because there's so many yeah. things you don't know, and that's so yeah. many things that you can potentially be bad against. If it's a veto event, though, Valor, maybe still, it'd be hard. 
you can argue for Valor. That's more matchup dependent, though. Yeah, it's probably still system four. Like, I think any list with a with a Mumak probably is gonna like top out at like four to two. <laughs> maybe, maybe you could pip in the Valor. That'd be fun, though. Yeah. Well, thanks for sending us a, a list with a Mumak in it. So, thank you to all our patrons who submitted a list for this episode. Uh, we had fun reviewing them. And uh, yeah, look forward to the next one. See you in the next video.